Well, hello everyone. My name is Sean Simons, also known as PPG Grandpa. You have made it over here to our live show. Actually, you're listening to this Memorex, but if you want to watch it live, make sure you go over to clearproptv.com. And we are live on our show. Hello, everybody. This is episode 197 uh season four this is going to be a great show tonight as always let's go ahead and quickly introduce our panel so we can continue to our guest joe let's start with butch fly what's up butch fly the pg guy <laughs> Not much. how you doing just, today buddy just doing great man happy to be here happy to help out and join the show monday Excellent. night can't wait well, you well don't have to wait. We're we're live now. Woo! <laughs> right, now you have a uh, you go fly too. So, uh, what is your um? How do we get to your shenanigans, buddy? Uh, ppgbutch.com, or you can check me out on YouTube at Butchfly. Just Excellent. look up Butchfly on YouTube. All Instagram. Right. You're everywhere too, aren't you? Yes, sir. Excellent. Well, welcome to the show. We also got our very own Linda Anderson. You can find her at ParamountUSA.com. What's up, Linda? And your show. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Monday night. Hope you all had a great holiday, turkey day, and all that good stuff. And we're so happy to have you here with us again tonight on Monday night. The only place to be. And uh, gosh, I'm just really excited about tonight. We got a cool guest. Joe's in the house tonight. And um, any questions, make sure you... Put them in the chat. Scuba and Kevin will be looking at the questions and all that stuff. And just sit back, grab your snacks, enjoy the show. And if you want to be a guest on the show like Joe, then you go to ParamountUSA.com, which takes you right to my Facebook page and just say, hey, I want to be on your show, Paramount, and I'll get you all set up. So there you go. So sit back and enjoy. Love you all. Actually, Linda, the ParamountUSA.com goes to a special page now with all of your links. I know. I saw it. It's I know. Nice. You're special now. I love it. I love awesome. it. Thank you. Awesome. Yes. And yes. we also got Kevin H. from Mississippi. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. What's up, buddy? How are y'all doing? Doing good. Um, how's your, uh, your practicing on learning how to kite and uh flying and all that stuff how you doing on that buddy um doing great actually i feel like um uh, learning lots uh planning on going coming back uh let's see december 8th uh which is a friday i'm gonna do some more kiting and learning and hopefully uh hopefully get to fly past couple times i've been the weather's been wind's been too bad to fly so uh uh but still learning lots and having a good time that's what it's all about. So good to have you, Mr. Kevin. Thank you for being on the panel tonight, buddy. Thank you. And we also got Scuba Steve, not to be confused with Scuba Steve. What's up, buddy? I'm the only Scuba Steve. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, um, you can reach me going to paramotordude.com. That'll take you over to my YouTube channel, which I have paramotor videos on there and also all my vape shows on there that I do live where we talk about vape products to get off smoking and paramotors because if you're a paramotor pilot you're going to talk about paramotors 
Well, so. thank you very much for joining us, Mr. Scuba Steve. Mm -hmm. And it's not about us. It's not about me tonight. It's all about Joe. Joe um, Adel. Not Adele, right? <laughs> Joe Adel. How you doing, buddy? Good to see you, man. Excellent. Nice to see everyone. Well, it's been really fun listening to you on the pre-show. So, guys, we got a really good show tonight. Mm -hmm. Joe is up in Indiana. He started off with PPCs, Powered Parachutes. He's flown pretty much everything, at least RC-wise. And he also has been flying Powered Paragliders. That's what we do. Powered Paragliders, PPG, since what? 20... Dinosaurs, I think. What's that? Since dinosaurs was around. Since the dinosaurs. Well, at least yeah. the PPCs was the dinosaurs about 31 years ago. PPGs, <laughs> what, since the 18s, right? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Joe, and how did you get into paramotoring? Uh, my love for flying started way back in high school. I've, I've flown RC airplanes and stuff since I was a kid. And uh, in high school, uh, towards the end of high school, I was uh working at a christmas tree farm in uh, walkerton indiana and the uh, owner there started a buckeye power parachute dealership and uh once i saw that i said i gotta do this this is gonna be great so he uh he taught me how to fly uh that in a, a matter of days and uh i got the bug instantly so when it came to flying i just really just loved it. It was so peaceful. It was just something that I could do and, you know, just kind of relax. And uh, it wasn't unusual just to shut the motor off too and, you know, glide around a little bit and, um, or just completely land silent. Um, and that was, uh, yeah, back in the early 90s. And then uh, I, was working um, in field radio systems, two-way radio and stuff. I was out in San Diego for a while and I went to uh, um, Torrey Pines and I just really loved uh, watching all the paragliders. And uh, um, I did a tandem flight out there and, and a little bit of kiting with the guys. And uh, that kind of got me really interested in, in something more than power parachute. Um, Never really got to the point where I was, you know, paragliding, but um, just loved to watch it. And uh, and then uh, I also in the '90s I did uh, I did all of my um, general aviation single engine uh, airplane training. Um, I enjoyed that, but it was very expensive, so I uh, I decided to stick with the uh, ultralight. Um, more of the ultralight inner inexpensive route of flying. So um, I had a powered parachute for a number of years. And then I, I also had a Quicksilver, Quicksilver ultralight um, that I flew until the fabric was wore out basically. So, um, and uh, yeah, and around the 2018s, I, I started, I uh, got some Blackhawk gear and uh a velocity wing and started to teach myself kiting and, uh, and foot launch. And, uh, it was an experience for sure, <laughs> but there wasn't, uh, 
there wasn't a lot as far as training, you know, that I was aware of back then. And I didn't know a lot of people that were doing it. So, um, it was, uh, closer to 19, uh, 2019 to 2020 when I, I got on Facebook and I started to realize, Hey, there were people in my area that were doing this stuff. So, um, I was very, uh, when I first got back on Facebook, I realized there was a, uh, there was a fly-in, uh, fly the fort that had just happened a week before I jumped on. <laughs> so I was kind of bummed, you know, that I missed it and, uh, ended up meeting a lot of the local guys and, uh, they're, you know, a lot of really good friends now. So we, we all support each other around here. We have a lot of fun flying and, and getting together and, uh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, the sport is just fantastic. It um, is. I, I, I enjoy it too. It's really awesome. Um, and, um, I think that we got a lot of people already in the super chat. I posted your link to your YouTube cause you only had one subscriber at the very beginning and no and videos, I, but, and right. We had one, you have one video yeah. and, uh, now you have, as I just looked 12 subscribers. Woo. So the link Growing. is so now I have to get videos up there. Now you have to yeah, get videos. I have to go a little bit uh, more. <laughs> yeah, there absolutely. you go. You're on a roll now, Joe. You got to. Now I have going. to start editing all that, all those SD cards I have sitting around. Absolutely. So you do both uh, PPG and PPC, and I'm sure that there's questions in the super chat. Scuba Steve, any questions about that by any chance? Yeah, Tony wants to know what's the difference between the PPG canopy and the and PPC landing authority. PPG canopy? That's what he wrote. I'm that's why I'm like, uh, okay. Well, so you know, one of the biggest differences, and I kind of miss this a little bit on the uh, PPC, you steer with your feet <laughs> and your arms don't get tired. So um, you know, anytime I've flown trike and with the PPCs, especially, um, flare, I, I don't remember ever really having a lot of flare authority. If, if that's kind of what he's talking about, we would always use throttle. We would use power to, uh, to do that flaring. Um, and you don't, you don't necessarily land slow, but you land smoothly, you know? <clears throat> yeah because because pp ppc you're flying a trike basically and right now you fly foot launch right you don't fly a trike right so i have you know uh there are a lot of guys um in our group that fly the retracted trikes so i have taken my motor and and strapped it onto a retracted trike and i feel like i'm just screaming across the ground on a go-kart when i'm doing that <laughs> but you know as far as flying i really I love foot launching and, and more than anything, because it's, you have a lot more control. I, I feel like I have a lot more control of everything that's going on when I'm on my feet. Um, I'm wondering if, if you kind of started the same way I did, I mean, since you were into RC stuff, cause I know when I was younger, I was big into RC planes and stuff like that. So you were flying, I guess, RC planes or something and, you kind of got to the point where if you did have video on those planes, if not, I don't know, but where you're like, Hey, I want to be the one up there doing that. Not the plane. You know, I want to be the one flying. Is that, is that how you progressed or 
just like the whole thing of seeing it fly made you want to do it or yeah because fpv wasn't really a thing back then right um i mean and, and cameras and cell phones weren't really either i mean i had a, like a bag phone in my car at the time you know it wasn't <laughs> i didn't have a i didn't have an actual cell phone <laughs> um because even when i was uh when I was flying um, PPC, I would have like one of the wind up cameras up there with me, you know, a disposable camera is what I was using to take pictures and stuff. Wow. But yeah, that's just showing my age, I guess. But <laughs> I remember the bag phone. I, my, I remember it was $200 a month and that was, um, oh, it, was a so dollar, it was a dollar a minute for calling. So it was $200 a month for 200 minutes of calling and if you called and they didn't answer you just lost a minute yeah <laughs> and you'd have a, a 20 20 minute conversation with somebody not thinking anything about it and then you get the bill like what? then it got to free incoming calls so you'd be like i'm not gonna call you you call me yeah the good old days these kids just uh, they don't know how we progressed over the last 50 years of needing a dime to call and actually our parents we they didn't care they didn't care that we were out all all day all night uh when the when the um lights turned on for um uh at nighttime that was for us to go home and eat dinner all right scooby steve any more questions well, in the super chat we got a couple um but I see Butch has got one. I'll ask the one that Bill H and then Butch can get the other one. Um, Bill wants to know how old are you? 49. I'll be 50 in May. Ah, young kid. So. Uh, Job Bird 73 wants to know is there a difference in landing technique between PPG and PPC, I guess? Um, yeah. Well, like, like Sean said, uh, trikes. Are just inherently kind of different but um yeah there's you even with the ppcs you do have some flare with your feet but i don't think it's you know the wings are totally different so there's not it's not like a a, a new paraglider you know anything recent because the technology has changed so much over the years it's amazing when i um when i fly even like a retractor track or something um with the new paragliders you have a lot of you have a lot of control and you have a lot of flare authority and you're using your arms so um i just think personally my my preference and if i'm flying a trike um i use a lot of power on landing you know i i add power when i'm coming in just to smooth things out speaking of softly. which so you went from ppc to ppg what what do you fly now what's your equipment now um i fly a skymax star for the moster 185 um just a one just 125 centimeter prop i haven't done any real modifications there and my wings are a 24 meter uh, dudex snake 1.2 and a 22 meter dudex warp one ah yeah i got a um I'm on a five products rider with the factory R with a 27 meter wing. So I don't know if it's maybe I weigh a lot more than you do. I don't know, but I want to make sure that I get up and not struggle with the wing. Yeah, I'm right. I'm right in the 220 range. 
I was there until Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, even... I'm probably 240 now. But... <laughs> there you go. I, I go between 220 and 240 like water. Yeah, it's like... What do you do? I don't know. I want to make sure that I get up. And not but you got to mute your, uh, your thing, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Heard myself twice. Man, you don't want to hear that two times. Yeah, so when I when I first started flying PPG, a lot of my time would be spent flying in the mornings even up until recently, but I, I started getting tired of the wet grass and wings getting wet, but I, I preferred flying in the mornings because the conditions were going to get worse, not better. And I like the challenge. I like the wind and I like, you know, some of the variables that go along with that active piloting. You're in Indiana, right? So you don't have any beaches you can go to. Not close. I mean, Lake Michigan is is a couple hours away, but you know, a lot of the dunes and stuff that they had where people would fly a lot are are, are not what they used to be. So have you had a beach flight is what I'm getting to? Um, no. I mean, not other than like powered, you know. PPG, yes, but not um well PPG, yeah, beach flight. I'm just wondering because you know there's like no thermals if you fly right on the coast there's no thermals so you can fly all day long yeah yeah <laughs> you can and and i i actually really love having a little bit of wind assist you know for takeoffs and landings oh yeah um, because you know once i started flying the faster wings one of the challenges was how am i going to slow myself down <laughs> you know i'm coming in hot coming in so, hot <laughs> yeah it was a it was a uh Better learn to foot drag and slow yourself down because you're going to need it. So, you know, when I first started flying faster wings, I would come in and I might land on my knees. I might slide in on my chest. But the one thing, and I probably shouldn't talk about this, is I haven't never broken a prop. Um, But that's because I always prefer to go forward than backwards. (laughs) Oh, you shouldn't have said that. I probably shouldn't have said anything. now. Yeah, you'll come back on, you know, later on and say, guess what, guys? I've got a collection <laughs> on my wall now. <laughs> no, I hope not. Scuba I like the ideas. You know, some some of the guys say, yeah, just make a make a ceiling fan out of the um, yeah, tell me what no have you skydived yet? I have not. You have not. But I have gone up a mile or two in the air just to see, you know, just to sit there and think about it. Do I really need to jump? <laughs> Of a plane from this high, <laughs> and and, and why know, do it when you're up there on anyway? I mean, it's just so nice to float around. It is, and honestly, wow. with a paraglider, especially the newer paragliders, it takes a long time to come down. It really takes a long time to glide down, and and it's not it's not unusual for me to shut my motor off, you know, a couple thousand feet in the air and just glide down to the LZ, um, but it. You know, it'll be several minutes before I get down out of the air. So if you were in your PPC and you turn off your motor, how quickly would it take for you to get down from a couple thousand feet? Yeah, not not near as long. (laughs) It goes down pretty quick, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah, seven or eight minutes in a paraglider and like three to four max in a, you know, PPC. Wow. I've yet, I don't think I've been over... 15 to 1600 feet that's the highest i've been well besides hang gliding that was 5000 feet but i was hang gliding um but ppg 
1500 is the highest I think I've been, maybe 16. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a good question though, for Joe's like, how high have you flown in your PPC and your PPG? So in, in PPC, I've, I've never been over like 4,000 feet. Um, and I think I've been up about 7,000 feet in PPG. Wow. Um, and I got so cold, it was just enough. I'd had enough at that point. Is that why you only went up to 4,000 in your PPC? I, you know, I don't know. I just never really, the only reason I would go up there, um, it was closer to South Bend area where I flew. And it was nice to get up there and see Lake Michigan. You know, on a clear day, you could see Michigan City and and sometimes even Chicago from a decent uh, altitude. So that was always fun, you know. Absolutely. Um, any other questions on the panel? Well, Jay, Jay just wanted me to let Joe know that there's a there's a fly-in Memorial Weekend, you know, that they do over at Torch Lake, uh, Michigan. And she said, you're welcome to come and do PPC, PPG, RC, whatever. And Paramom will be there, too. So I would love to. Yeah, that would be great. There you go. Yeah. Come on out there. It's fun. <laughs> That's what that picture, my, my backdrop or whatever, that that was taken um, last year at Torch. This picture here, you yeah, see. Go watch me. her because she's gonna go nuts when she gets to fly again. Oh my god! She I just ride tandem up, and I know. Up. You see, every time you talk yeah, tandem, yeah. I get all like, <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'll be go. I'm going for my third one. Well, you know, and, once you get the bug, man, you want to get up there. I, I know. I know. I like it. You know. Oh yeah, I, Would you yeah, raise your yeah hand? I'm just gonna mute myself because then I'm gonna start going all like, oh, okay. yeah. and you guys. So far, are all be I've going, done, I've I've only been to Coldwater and Walters. I went to Walters this year. Where was where was Walters at? Is that Cernak, Michigan? Oh, okay. I think I saw that on the. Probably that's yeah. not too far from Battle Creek. I think. Oh no. And they had a great RC field there. <laughs> it was it was really cool. There's oh. another guy that flies in Indiana. He um he works at Kroger, and he's got a really long name. I'm gonna have to figure out what it is. But um he he's in Indiana. Maybe y'all live near each other. Y'all could fly at the same time. Um, there you go. Well, are right, Joe? Are you on Gaggle? Um, usually with the I Gaggle am. app, you can. Okay, so you can see all the people that are flying around you that also have the Gaggle app. Yes. There you go. Have you been able to meet anybody or find people that fly in your area because of the Gaggle app? Um, I have. I haven't met any of them, but I've I've seen them, and I'm like, oh, hey, they're down down south. But so we have a Fort Wayne group here. Um. There are a couple of guys um, in northern Indiana. Um, yeah, Perry Moulter and uh, Brock Howland just start, just started flying. So we went up to Angola last weekend for his uh, his first flights and flew with him a little bit. Um, and um, then just just north into the Coldwater area, um, we've we've been to Coldwater a few times to fly. Um, 
James uh, Stump is up there. Um, Kevin and Curtis Woodward, I think they're all over in that area. Um, I definitely want to get to some of these northern uh, Michigan fly-ins. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, oh, they are. Yeah. It's so pretty up here, too. I'm only like an hour from um, Torch. So uh, it's, yeah, it's beautiful when you fly over by the lake and yeah. it's uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you'll you'll have a blast. It is. We've super- got another big group of guys uh, down in the Muncie, uh, Fortville, uh, Indianapolis area. Now uh, their group's growing pretty fast, too. Okay, uh, cool. So I was wondering if you could um, explain the difference between flying a PPC and a PPG trike, since you've flown the trike. Um, Yeah, so the... I would have to say I actually prefer the larger version, like the PPC, just because of the controls. Um, For PPC, I, I really always enjoyed the foot steering. And the you had the hand controls for the front wheel also. So you could push and pull the stick to steer the front wheel when you're on the ground. Um, so the whole time you're in the air, you don't have, you know, your hands are free. You know, <laughs> you don't have anything you have to worry about there. Um, That's him there. Jedediah Herman. Where's he's he at? In, he's in Indiana. He, um, yeah, he's on YouTube, but. I know he works at Kroger because he's always at, talking about Kroger and had his Kroger uniform on, but he flies. He's he's a pretty huh. new pilot. I mean, I think he's been flying now maybe eight months or so. But, yeah. Somewhere there in Indiana, he keeps talking about the water tower with the smiley face on it. So, you know where that is. Ashley. Huh? That's just, if it's, yeah, if it's Ashley, Indiana, that's just uh, half an hour north of me in Fort Wayne. There you go. <laughs> huh. Well, I when you can find more pilots because of a smiley face water tower. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. We have a. There's definitely a, a a lot of pilots in the area here. It's it's been a lot of fun to meet up with guys and and fly together. Um. So, any other questions in the super chat, Kevin? Did you see any by any chance? Uh. Tony Mars Tony Marzano wants to know how's the climb rate compared. Uh, PPG is a lot better. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's been a long time since I flew PPC, but the climb rate, uh, it wasn't wasn't as great as it is now with the with the newer paragliders. Well, it depends on your hang point too, you know. <laughs> so. The angle, because, you know, a lot of times I fly with a little bit more of a forward uh, hang point. But once I'm in the air, I, I adjust myself and I'll lean back a little bit, you know, if I want to get a, a bigger climb rate. Um, and I fly pretty loose in my harness. I don't have anything really tight, you know. And I think that's kind of, it's probably different for everybody. It's a comfort level. Um, I don't, I have found that... Uh, Having things loose uh, gives me a lot more authority on takeoffs and landings. And you said you had a Moster 185 on your PPC. Mm-hmm. And yep. what was your motor on your PP? I'm sorry, your PPC. Your motor was oh, what? Rotax. That's a big, 
Was that the 502? Was it the 502? No, it was uh, 400. It's a 400 series. It was smaller. I, I think the Dream Machines had the 502, didn't they? The big two place. I don't know. I, on on mine, I got the been a long time. Too. Yeah. I just wish that they made them. Um, that they still made them. Um, it's gonna be hard to get parts and stuff for them eventually. Yeah. Now, you, now the ones that you see are like something that somebody made. You know, people welding their own frames together and stuff. Is the Morse Reservoir over there? Does that sound familiar? I was just scrolling through his video and I saw Morse Reservoir. Because he was flying over that, so huh. I'm not I, sure. I don't know what the Morse Reservoir is. I thought you might know. Hmm. Any other Indian? Didn't name guys the water tower. That know, know this guy. Kyle wants to know what kind of wind conditions work for PPC. Um, oh, PPC. I don't I never flew in anything over seven or eight mile an hour. It's not at all like uh like PPG where you know we'll get crazy and do twelve to fifteen mile an hour sometimes. Just depends on the type of wind and the type of weather, but have you had any crazy weather or wind that uh that was um, a little bit different than what you were expecting, like on the PPC. Yes. <laughs> like you start off with the PPC and you uh, went up, it was nice, and then something went crazy, or or were your PPC? I remember getting crazy. rocked around a lot in a PPC um, in the Buckeye. Um, and I remember landing, you know, I would actually just land. I would just get down as fast as I could. I didn't, I didn't want to deal with it. Um, I think... I, I feel like I have a lot more control of everything um, flying uh, PPG. What felt more solid, the PPC or PPG? Now to me it would be PPG, but it, really? I think it's because everything is is so much better than it used to be. Um, you've got so much control of the wing um, and they fly so much better. Um, I don't even the wings I fly now, I really don't have any concerns when I'm in the air. But it's not unusual for us to be flying around and a front's moving in or something, and all of a sudden it just gets really bad. <laughs> and um, you got to pull big ears to lose altitude because you're not moving or something, you know. <laughs> wow. Um, now, as far as like uh, the riser system, do you have? Did you have the split risers and the PPC? Um. I don't remember split risers. Okay. All right. So uh, any other questions out there? Uh, Scooby yeah. Steve? Um, flying Farmer wants to know, what was your scariest event while you were flying? Oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you haven't broke a problem it, It's yet, probably but... not going to be what you're thinking either. <laughs> no trees or anything like that. But, <laughs> um, earlier earlier this year um i flew i did a 40 mile one way flight to a pancake breakfast in uh for it would have been from columbia city to rochester indiana and that's like on gaggle it was like 42 miles one way and um it was 
an hour and a half to get there. I mean, I was on fumes when I got there. I was coming in over this little lake and I didn't have any gas left. I had my mirror out and I'm swinging back and forth. And I'm like, yeah, there's no fuel in there. <laughs> Nothing sloshing around. So um, landed, had breakfast and everything. And we had refueled there, had some oil with us. Um, and on my way out, I had refilled my coffee container and I kept it in, uh, I had in a fanny pack. And uh, I took off and was getting burned on takeoff because I didn't close the container all the way and it was leaking all over me. And I didn't know at that point whether to land or just keep going. And it was, the wind was hitting me good enough. It was cooling off, but I was just soaked in coffee. And that was actually probably my most nervous moment flying. <laughs> was coffee? It was coffee. <laughs> I, I think that's the um the I I don't think I've ever heard a story where coffee was the scariest part, but coffee was the scary one. Okay. That is funny. Yeah, that would that I, would I dropped my coffee. That was the yeah. scariest thing ever. It was just pouring out in my lap basically as I was flying away from the oh airport. Gosh. Oh, as long as it wasn't too hot, right? It was burning. It was burning. Oh, was okay. Thinking, now I understand. <laughs> It wasn't it wasn't good cold coffee we're talking no, about it, it, it cooled okay. off fast but it was it had me uh it had me wondering if i was gonna you know go down in the nearest field or what i was gonna do when you said oh. coffee now are we talking about starbucks or home brewed uh, uh this would have been whatever they had at the airport it was strong i know that okay <laughs> but i wanted it, it for my flight back because it took me an hour and a half to get there but it only it took me less than an hour to get back because i had the yeah. wind behind me if it was a Starbucks, I'd be upset because you know ten dollars yeah. for a cup, right? And when I was coming back, it was, you know, it was it was close to noon when I got back. So you know, clouds wow. were popping, the sun's out. You know, it was a bumpy ride, but I enjoyed the heck out of it. So how's your yeah. bump tolerance? Pretty and good. Other... Since you've been flying for such yeah. a long time. Yeah, I really don't. I don't get too nervous with bumps. Um, there have been a couple of times where I didn't know if I was going to make it back to the LZ just because I'm flying in. I knew there was a weather system, you know, coming at me. I just thought, yeah, maybe it's going to move away and I would still go up anyway. And, um, it would, uh, it would move in and bump me around a little bit, but it wasn't, it wasn't anything that really bothered me too much. So never got caught in any gust fronts or anything like that. Yeah, I have. But... Ah, apparently so <laughs> it was not as scary as coffee. So let's go ahead and hear about the gust front. <laughs> yeah, it's it's happened a few times. Um, yeah, it, it's happened uh, where you know we were out flying, and it actually one of our fly-ins just earlier this year. I think it was our spring fly-in. A few of us were up, and and a little gust front came in, and we were just kind of scrambling to get back to the field. The field. And uh, yeah, we made we all made it back okay, but it it had picked up and got pretty strong on us. You ever fly backwards because it's so strong by any chance? Yes, yeah, I have. Yeah. Me too. That's actually the fun part, right? I I actually yeah. Sometimes I enjoy that. I'll I'll be up there and just kind of tug on the brakes and see how see how fast I can fly backwards. Sometimes. But... Have you done an <laughs> SIV yet? I have not, but I want to. I want to. I would really enjoy that because um, um, a few guys um, that I fly with, um, Drew Ward and um, Jordan Sheely, they do a lot of acro. 
and I really enjoy watching them more than I enjoy, you know, attempting to do that stuff. Um, I'll do, you know, some, some wing overs and stuff like that, but you know, the barrel rolls and things like that. I like to watch more than I like to do. <laughs> I don't know, but they, they put on a good show around here. Going backwards slow. Isn't that bad, but I wouldn't want to go backwards fast. That would totally freak me out. Well, the backwards, as as, the backwards is really up high, um, a lot higher than fifteen hundred feet, Scuba Steve. So with a steady wind, I mean, yeah, with know. a steady wind up high, you go backwards, but as you drop down, you start going forward again. So it's not really scary because you know you can go forward. There have been plenty of times that we've uh, we've decided to fly around here, and it it got a little crazy. Where we do like one lap around the LZ and we're like, okay, yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> wow. So you're really bad. What is your really bad as far as like um, wind and gust? And uh, does that really make a difference? Because I know that sometimes we take off and it's like really beautiful down below. And then you go up and the winds aloft are like a washing machine. So how about where you are in Indiana? Um, Yeah, it, you know, a lot of times when it's, Unless there's a, a nearby, you know, front or system in the area, the winds are usually pretty steady, um, but they get strong. Um, and there's there have been times where um, I'd have my wife drop me off at an airport, you know, on the west side of Fort Wayne and the wind was, you know, rush, rushing to the west. So I'd jump in the air and I'd I'd fly over to Columbia City, the, you know, the other airport and just fly downwind you know i just do a downwind flight i'd hardly use any gas but i would just it would get me in the air and i'd just make a flight you know over there and she'd meet me and pick me up that's cool yeah um any questions in the super chat or any questions on the panel before we move on mm. i think i'll write a second hmm well, I think it's it's really neat with the difference between, you know, flying the PPC and the PPG. Obviously, with the PPC, you fly with your feet and the PPG, you fly steering with your hands. So how is the transition? Because did you say that you kind of learned by yourself? You didn't have formal training for the PPG. Is that correct? Yeah, I started I started doing that stuff by myself. Um I think, you know, the hardest thing for me was uh, trying to determine what hand I wanted to throttle in, because I actually thought maybe having a right hand throttle would be better. But I just um, I had talked to um, Blackhawk when I when I ordered my gear, um, he said, no, nah, you, you don't want it in your dominant hand. I'm like, OK, so I, I learned with left hand throttle and. Um, I still, you know, see some people using right-hand throttle, but um, that was probably the hardest part for me was that coordination, controlling the throttle and, you know, steering at the same time. I, I found that to be a struggle when I was teaching myself. That's weird because I throw with my left hand, but throttle with my right hand. Yeah. I can't. And see, that's why my watch is on my right arm. But I you're right-handed. Well, I mean, I, I throw with my left hand. I bowl with my left hand. I write with my right hand. Yeah. <laughs> so, I I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of a mixture. But if I put the throttle on the left hand, it just doesn't feel right. So, I've moved it to the right side. 
that was a question I actually asked Mike Robinson at Blackhawk when I um, when I started doing this, and and he said, uh, "Yeah, you want it in your left hand." So I'm like, "Okay, well, I'll just do that," you know. And it didn't really take that long for me to to figure it out, but it was um, it was hard at first, you know, the the coordination between controlling the wing and and operating the throttle. Um, yeah, it it took a little trial and error for me. That's a very interesting thing that you say. And um, if you guys could keep an eye in the super chat, because I'm going to ask a, a question for everybody in the super chat. What hand do you use your throttle? Is it right hand, left hand? And um, what hand are you dominant? Like if I'm right hand, I like to use right hand throttles. However, I use left hand also because of all the different machines we have. So you guys that are listening, what hand do you use for your throttle? And are you right-handed or left-handed? I'd really like to know. And who wants to keep a, a tally on that? Kevin, Butch? Um, You know, we could just do a poll. Okay. Yeah, we can do a poll. We do have a poll here. Where is that? Poll, 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 poll. Um, poll and quizzes. There they are. There you go. All right. So poll and quizzes. Let's go ahead and do that. I've never done this before, so let's go ahead and see how to do this. Yeah, it'll give you like a yes or no. You can edit that and change it to left or right. and then Yeah, Robert does that on his shows a mm. lot. He does the polls. Throws that in there. All right. That's um, fun. I'll, while I do this, you guys continue, continue on. I, I don't want to just stop the show because I'm typing. So... Joe, you're right-handed then, right? So you write with your right hand and you use, but you use the throttle on the left hand. Yeah, I do. And I don't know if it would have been easier. I've never tried right, right hand. Um, and uh, it was for me, I mean, it's like, okay, which hand would I rather fire a gun with? Cause that's, cause you're going to be pulling the throttle depending on what kind of throttle you got, but whichever hand felt more comfortable doing that. That's why I wanted to use my right hand. It just, it doesn't feel natural in my left hand for some reason, though. This is probably my more dominant hand. It's it's stronger, but I think I get more fine-tuned control in my right hand. That makes I sense. probably, you know, yeah, I, I think I probably would too, but I just never tried it. So I guess you I'll put never. the ball in Zoom, Sean. I, I appreciate that. But that help. This is, is this a Zoom one? Yes, yes. You got to do it on YouTube. There's a way to do it on YouTube over there. Wow. I'm like, where did I, I go? I don't know that one. Who's pole dancing? Um, Oops. It'll let me do it. No, it only, the, it only lets a host do it. I think it's the three dots and it'll say start pole or something like that. Three dots, start pole. Yep. Does anybody, well, let's say, let me go up to three dots. Um, pop out chat, timestamp, moderation, participants. No so pole. Kyle in the chat, you started mm -hmm. right and then switched to left. Um, uh, are you happy with left hand throttle now? Uh, I I can't see it how to do that. But oh, oh well, in the super chat, just type in left or right. Yeah, <laughs> right Two. hand. I can use left hand throttle. Yeah, I could do left. It just doesn't feel as comfortable in my left hand. Have you tried it? Yes. It just, it doesn't feel right. 
I mean, I, I I got no problem doing it that way. It's just I much rather have it my right hand. I don't know. It would probably totally mess me up now if I switched hands. <laughs> well, since like I was saying, I throw with my left hand. So if I have to throw a reserve, I want this hand free. <laughs> yeah, I want to be. You know, I throw with this hand, so I'll be able to throw <laughs> my reserve. <laughs> I don't want my dominant hand that I throw with trapped up in a throttle. So I'm saying. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. The other thing, reserves. I would rather have a lap mount reserve than take yes. away one of my pockets on my harness. Yeah, but I would much rather have lap. If you're gonna, if you're gonna mount it to your harness, you don't want it on your throttle hand, right? Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. Have you. To throw I that like... throttle out and then get rid of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you too. I like the uh, the front mount reserve. And I like the steerable reserve. There's a question for you guys. Um, steerable or round? Um, I like to be able to steer and a little bit of a flare when you come down. Stay away from the trees. And Power I've never lines. deployed a reserve, so I'm really Water. not sure which one I would like. <laughs> well, that's a good thing that you haven't done that so far. Yeah. Have you? Um, only in the SIV course. Yeah. So that's that's one of the things. If I I would like to do an SIV, I yeah. And uh if anybody's got, you know, um a preferred SIV. Oh yeah, Sean knows a good SIV guy. <laughs> I would yeah. like to do that. That would be great. And I would also like to throw a reserve. But yeah. I don't really want to skydive. Andrew Andrew Fuller does one over in Florida, and I did um his a couple times. Um, the throwing the reserve, mm -hmm. I think is really important. So you know how to throw. And secondly, you know what it feels like coming down. Uh, you come down at about 5.5 meters a second, which is what 12 to 14 feet a second. So that's uh, fast. How, how tall is your house? So jump off of that with the paramotor. That's kind of what it feels like. So a reserve is not getting out of jail free. It's I'm not going to die, but I might have a broken ankle. So yeah. there's also the steerable. So now you got the steerable about $500 more than the round or the square. And now you have the opportunity to be able to, you know, um, bring in your stall ball, tuck it underneath, reach up and grab your, your toggles. And now you're able to steer. And there's a and little flare. bit of a flare, a little bit of a flare too. So you come down and you don't destroy your machine and your ankles. So yeah. How much flare do they actually have? Is it enough I... to don't know. Yeah, I haven't gone down on one of those, but um, <laughs> it, you know what? I need I need to repack, so maybe I could take that out to SIV and throw a steerable. So and then the also, if you read the manual on the reserves, it says not for free fall. <laughs> oh no, you definitely don't want to do that skydiving. No, mm. for sure. Yeah, but so your wing should not be completely unflyable when you deploy. Yeah, so in the SIV, you usually collapse the wing and then you throw. So you just grab your your A's, collapse it, do a frontal, throw the wing or throw the reserve. Um, once you throw the reserve, now you got your main wing is a big old stall ball. It just floats in front of you. It's like the craziest thing I've ever seen. But there's still some drag there, so you're not. It's it's not considered a free fall or something that would damage a reserve, I guess. Right, and, and front mount too. So you know you're going to yeah. feel it on your harness. So, uh, Joe, what's things. what's the coldest temperature you fly in? Do you fly in the winter? I do. <laughs> you do. <laughs> we do fly in the winter here. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's like a large group of us. Um, 
Drew and I fly in the winter. Um, uh, Jason sometimes flies with us. Um, there's not a big group of us. I know Bart packs his stuff up. He hibernates. He doesn't want any part of it. Hmm. But we do, and um, and they're not they're not long flights by any means. But you know, maybe a half an hour. And the coldest, you know, I really don't. I have found my limit at zero or slightly below zero where I don't, I don't even care to fly, <laughs> but, um, and then there's, you know, there's another guy that will go up and, you know, he'll fly for a half an hour, you know, but I don't, I don't fly when it gets below zero really. I mean, I want it to be 10 or 20 degrees and there's a difference when it's that cold. I mean, you can feel it. There is. Do you have any like heated gloves or heated? I do. Yeah. So I, I have heated gloves and last year I was playing around with uh, some hand covers that I would put over the toggles and they would slide over my hands. So I could actually use, um, I could actually use like a thin work glove. Um, and once I get in the air, these things would slide over and really keep the wind off your hands, which was really nice, but I have not tried that on the wings I'm flying now where they have the 2D because I think it would be a little bit harder to attach them if I'm not flying just a standard wing with brakes only. Interesting. Um, on the panel real quick, what's the lowest temperature that you would fly on or fly in? And real quick in the super chat, let us know the coldest temperature you would fly, but also what's the coldest temperature you have flown and won't do it again. I've flown in 27 degree uh, Fahrenheit, which is below zero Celsius. Um, Burr, uh, don't like to do that. But um, like, like, you know, like Joe said, as uh, long as it's above freezing, it's doable with electric gloves and the and the right uh, undergarments. Uh, there's also sometimes a nice inversion layer that's a little bit warmer, a couple hundred feet up. So, what do you what do you guys like to fly on the? I I prefer there? above fifty, but if it gets yeah. below that, I mean, I would still consider it. It depends on how how much extra padding i have to put on to actually go fly if i'm flying a trike i'll probably go down to zero no problem because i could just bundle up and take off but if i have to foot launch yeah i don't want it to be that cold because then i'd i'd look like an eskimo trying to walk and get the wing there's no way <laughs> yeah mobility becomes a thing like foot launch you gotta be yeah. able to you gotta be able to move <laughs> but i also like i mean my heated gloves are very thick um, which also I don't really like, but I, I'll fly them, you know, as long as I've got my hands through the toggles and my throttles in my hand, um, I'm fine, but I prefer a thinner glove, but you know, they actually get really hot. I usually end up turning them down when I'm flying in the winter. What, what footwear do you, you guys wear? And when it's cold, they there's somebody that was just on Facebook today. I don't know if he was wearing the wrong kind of boots or something, but. Uh, Sean introduced me to the smart wool socks and man, those things are amazing. I do need to get some better socks. I have some insulated waterproof boots, which that, mm -hmm. that that's nice if you, you know, go down in some wet grass or something, but 
as far as keeping my feet warm, I need I probably need to get some different socks, I think. Smart wool socks, dude. I promise you. Yeah, smart wool yeah, is my tootsies toasty. Yeah, but I, then I, you I have to know. get a bigger boot because they're so thick. They're really not Maybe. that much thicker than it's not that socks. bad. No. Um, um, but we were talking about buying thicker or, or one size bigger boots to get like the electric socks yeah. and the electric insole. So, yeah. so that's something too, but I don't know. So far the smart wool with the tactical boots that I have that are, uh, wet windproof and, um, it seemed to be okay. And then fleece lined jeans with the running i don't know what they call the the running cold weather like gear. spandex yeah they're like spandex the, ones the cold that, gear like the under armor that's what i yeah, mean. yeah 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 that's like what that. it is yeah, the yeah that stuff's warm it's surprising how warm it is yeah, yeah for sure it's normal hey, for me to wear that and then i'll have like sweats and then some windbreaker pants over like in the it's fall, amazing it the windbreakers, just just the light breaker up front and and the pants, it makes a lot of difference. Yeah, when you fly, yeah. absolutely. And then in winter, I just have you know some they're just some tractor supply hiking boots, but I have the rubber cleats that I snap over the bottom of my boots hmm. um, that you can buy on Amazon for like twenty bucks. And what uh, are they? They're just like little coils. Um, what, what are they called? What were they? They're like a cleat, a rubber cleat. Rubber cleat that goes over your boots for what? Yeah, for traction. Oh, okay. I haven't uh, had any problems because we don't get that. Yeah, I you don't. don't we don't have. <laughs> you to. don't have to worry about it. Down there. No, no. <laughs> but then I'll I'll come in and I'll foot drag, and one will go flying off. You know. So, oh no! Oh no! Long I have to remember, you know, that not I'm wearing through the prop, not through yeah. the prop. I'm get some ice skates and take off. <laughs> Yeah. Need to oh, good lord! Oh my gosh! Do it. Yeah, be that would be the way I would break a prop. I'd get on skis, and then <laughs> the wing would come up, and it pull me backwards. There you go. That's crazy. You know, but I would like to try that. In the super chat, real quick, can we um see the uh, left and right? Um, who does more? Um, some I guess Butch, did you do the left and right to 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 check those out? And also, uh, what was the um? the the range of who would go up and fly as far as in cold weather a lot of them are left-handed throttles or right hand dominate but there's a few that's right hands all the ways both hands okay so no, nothing in particular but more people with left-handed does it seem like yeah it seems like more people are left-handed but they're right hand dominant so they can throw the reserve is what the consensus seems to be okay very interesting um like i said that's why i like to have the front mount uh reserve makes because... sense. i don't think i'd want to throw a reserve with my left hand yeah um well and also too with the front mount you can take that to any machine that you fly so if you go to a fly-in and you want to fly somebody's machine or you know they got uh uh, maybe kangooks out there and say hey you want to fly my machine well all you got to do is put on your own steerable because you know it and you feel comfortable with it and you go fly their machine, check it out. And then you have to buy a Kangook, you know, machine because Kangook is awesome. Um, yes, they are. Yeah. How about as far as the, um, the temperature, anybody see the temperatures? Have it, have they uh, said anything? Jay bird had minus seven degrees. That's the coldest, yeah. but that not the yeah. average. 
No, I don't see any averages. Um, what what are the ranges? Do you see as far as what they said in the super chat? It didn't really say that he's the only no. one that posted. Well, Craig said nothing under ten degrees Celsius, which that's pretty warm, I do believe. Ten, mm. ten is cool, but not cold. I think. Hey Ziggy, what's ten Celsius in Fahrenheit? Ten degrees Celsius is fifty degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, and that's what that's what you fly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I okay. think it, a year or two ago we had a we had a time where it was like minus twenty, you know, wind chill, Ooh. and I two of us went out to fly, and I'm gonna call him out. It was Shane Brock, and I think he stayed up for a half an hour, and I lasted like five minutes. <laughs> So he was think, he must have been dressed a lot warmer than me but yeah. i don't even think he holds the, the record around here i think the temperature that much it's more about am i gonna have fun flying at this temperature you know if it's that cold it's not fun and you're gonna want to land that, that's the way i feel about it. if it's if you have like some sort of like a you know a snow suit on or a flight suit that keeps you toasty warm and you know you go fly what's the coldest you're gonna get and we I, we just got um a full face helmet and we have the fleece line thick neck gaiter let me tell you fleece line neck gaiter if you don't have one get one because just on a chilly day you put that on you feel toasty warm it's amazing smart wool socks incredible they are so warm um compared to any other socks i've ever had um the closest one was uh, redhead from uh, Bass Pro Shop. They do pretty good with their redheads. Uh, Kangook's got the nice little flight suits. I would like to check out. I need to get me one of them. Yeah. Suits. I wonder if Bryant's posted the other shirts yet that he said he was going to post about two months ago. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bill H. said 40 degrees is the lowest he's flown. Yeah, I think mine was 21-ish, uh, right, right around there. It was cold. Matter of fact, that was um, one of my students, their their first day was at 21 degree, 21, 27. I can't remember. It was cold. Oh, it was great. just bitter, yeah. bitter cold. But, you know, when you want to fly, it's like, who cares about what the temperature is? I think you my first day was there, cold, then you too. think about it. Yeah, uh, I know, what right? was it the other day when we were went and you were behind me? Uh, it was... Uh, when, when we're flying, that that yeah. was either in the high 30s or low 40s. I can't remember. Yeah. But with those um, heated gloves, man, um, I had to turn them down, which was pretty amazing. I like that. And just like Joe said, too, get yourself some uh, windbreakers. You know, if oh, the yeah. wind doesn't go through and take all the heat out, you know, you can wear some pretty thin stuff and still be nice and toasty warm. I'd like to get one of those heated chest ones. You know what I mean? Yeah, just a vest. Yeah, just the vest with the windbreaker and the uh, cold weather running gear and see how that works. Yeah, my arms and legs aren't aren't that bad. It's it's the face and the hands and, you know, that mm -hmm. stuff. And the hands are obviously the worst just because they're up there in the wind, you know. Do you fly with your uh, with your um with your hands or do you put them on the toggles because i put them on my toggles and i keep them warm right down here when i fly it just depends on what conditions i'm flying in if i oh. need if i need to be on the controls or not gotcha. but no definitely uh yeah 
I definitely, you know, store them and put my hands in my lap as much as possible when I'm flying. Yes, for sure. Um, I've flown with mittens and the uh, the heated things that you break apart, rub whatever those things are, oh, the, the little warmers. warmers. Yeah. And Stick them in, in mittens, and I've flown in mittens, and I've had no problems. I fly in thick gloves, no problems. And I know there's a lot of there's a lot of pilots out there that don't want to fly or take off with gloves on their hands because they need to feel the toggles. Um, I yeah, I don't have to feel them. I just have to know that everything's positioned right for takeoff. That's mm-hmm. my only my only prerequisite for that. And we're Once almost I'm in at, the air. It just doesn't matter. I'm exactly. Um, it's almost eight o'clock. So real quick, another question: Do you guys fly with gloves, heated gloves, anything like that when you take off? Do you take off with nothing on your hands and then you put them on once you get up, or do you take off with some sort of gloves, heated gloves, during the winter time if you fly? I always keep yes. these right here behind me. The Sabbath heat. Yes. gloves yeah that's They're still brand new use. because i haven't had to use them yet <laughs> those are what i use and that's what I use. when when i'm up there in cold weather and i have to turn them down because my hands are too hot i'm a happy flyer <laughs> what's so amazing to me about those gloves is they heat up like that fast like yeah. i mean a couple of seconds and you're like whoa that's hot it's it's fast Mm-hmm. They're really good gloves. Yeah, yeah, I end up turning them down a notch or two once I'm flying. <laughs> yeah. But I do have like one fingertip that always gets cold. Really? No, if it's just the glove, you know, that finger didn't get sewn properly or insulated properly. Mm-hmm. But interesting. Well, um, I'm waiting Are for we the doing th- thumbnail. We're yeah, let's go and do let's go and do a thumbnail. It'll have to be me that does it. I have to remember how to do it. Oh, uh, okay. So I think it's shift command Ooh. three so let's try that and we'll see if it works on the count of hold on one second let me move that participants out of the way and do that so it's full screen and one two three cheese that was it i'm smart <laughs> i missed it oh. I was, I was scuba was late to the I'm I'm looking at it. It's like, yeah, Scuba's like, I'm not looking at that. All right, you want to do it one more time? One more time. Oh, Um, oh, got to retake. Shift command three on a count of three. One, two, cheese. Kachink. All right. All right, that's better. See what that was. I was so typing to Bryant. I was. Oh, what? Click. You're like me last week. Like, no, no, wait, wait, I'm changing my glasses off. Bye. Much, much better. There we go. Oh, We're happy camper. Look at us all happy campers. We are happy campers. That's really awesome. Even even in May, when I went fly, you know, even this past summer when when I when I'm on the tandem, um I hate me. I, I had a jacket on and I still wore gloves because it got it was a got chilly up there. I think it was even colder the year before that I when I went on my first stand-up. It was it was pretty cold. So um yeah, made sure had my little little gloves on. Look Joe, it. you're only like what, four, four and a half hours away? Yeah, Fifteen. Four or five hours, I think. Do you fly airplanes too? Just radio control. 
Just radio control. Yeah, I probably shouldn't even have that video up there, should I? It's probably breaking the rules. Or something. Well, I mean, you know, you're you're at least a, you know um, two thousand feet above the cloud. We found a hole. You, you can see down to the ground, so it's yeah. it's all right. Yeah. Um, but uh, those yeah. are the epic. Those are the epic flights, right there. They are the epic flights, absolutely. It's fantastic. And, we had one day like that at Walter's up in Saranac when I was up there, and uh, you know, Mike. Mike Cotter had taken off and he was up there. You couldn't even see him. He was up there messing around above the clouds. And then he came back down and yeah, then a bunch of us went up and it was just. Yeah. Damn. You'll see all those guys at torch. They're always there every year. So that's uh super, super fun. Well, every time I go, you know, I meet more new, new people, paramotor, you know, and it's cool. You see them on all the shows and everything. And then when you finally get to meet them in person, it's pretty, pretty fun. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Did you have you met Robert in person, Joe? No. At um at uh in San Diego Mm-mm. at the oh, Tory Pine. Tory? Nope. Okay, yeah. He's flew he's flew, flew there quite a few times. He kind of does that or he does little black. Talks about I always say it wrong. Is it little black? I it's something like that. Anyway, I always get it wrong. So I'm going to stop here because he'll be like, no, man, that's not what it is. <laughs> that's not what it is. <laughs> I would anyway. like to do more paragliding. That would be fun. It's not about me. It's about you, Joe. <laughs> yeah. So so you have not paraglided? You haven't gone and done the free flight yet? I have not have done you? a lot. No. Um, other than shutting my motor off and flying around, you know. That yeah. is the best. I mean, I love going up and at a, you know thousands of feet, you know, cutting the motor and then just all the way down to. I the really top. enjoy that. I really enjoy going up high and then shutting the motor off and and just floating around as long as I can before I have to land. Butch has been practicing it too. <laughs> he just shuts his motor off. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Sometimes he don't even try to shut his motor off. <laughs> Make me look at trees in a different way now. Yeah. It's hey, he's good at holding on to that damn tree, though. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I have a lot more respect nowhere. for those trees that I'm buzzing over now. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's amazing, too, how many people have said things like, um, I used to buzz over trees very low, but since that video they don't do it anymore so it's very possible you know which has helped a lot of people get away from situations that they possibly could have got into in the future i mean you never know when your motor's going to go out so why take that chance buzzing the treetops same thing like flying close to trucks hey there you go i'm guilty of that <laughs> thank you for pointing that out yeah i thought i was gonna run into my own damn oh. truck i'm like are you kidding yeah yeah, just uh, earlier this year, my motor had started acting up just a little bit, but I was cruising around at 200 feet, trims out um, on the snake, downwind, and all of a sudden it just shut off. And I'm like, okay, wow. <laughs> trims in, I'm landing right there <laughs> in a straw. How, how, high, how high were you? I was only 150 to 200 feet in the air. Oh, that's that's still high enough to throw your trims and yeah, 
Yeah, because as soon as you do that, you kind of come up a little bit, and then you're like, okay, I'm landing right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Were you able to turn around and land into the wind, or did you land yes. with the wind? Yep. Oh, good. Yeah, it worked out, but yeah, it's like, boy, you got to be careful sometimes. You know, you never know when that motor is just going to go out on you. Yep. Um, I, I know when I'm flying too, it's like um, I, I I get to the point where it's like, okay, I can land everywhere. And it's like, okay, do I take this risk versus reward where I know I will not make it anywhere or do I not? So I know that it's that's that. All right. If I do this and I, I land in a tree or water or something, it was my own fault because I wanted that, that cool shot. I wanted that. I want that look at wherever that is, but yeah. So Joe, Very, you don't you don't fly a trike. Do do that. You don't fly a trike then, Joe? I prefer not to. You prefer not to. Yeah, I really love foot launch. And I'll do okay. it as long as I can, but gotcha. Uh, oh, you're wondering. under 50. You're so young, dude. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. I mean, you got <laughs> years in front of you're you. All, you're all you're all youngsters on here. Yeah. Yeah, uh, young bucks you are. You just never know. I mean, it, it's a good idea also just to kind of walk your takeoff path and make sure there's not a hole you're going to step in or something. Oh, yeah. Because I've rolled my ankle several times and luckily it wasn't bad enough that I couldn't fly the next day, you know, but. Uh, always walk your runway. That is something you always have to do. Walk your runway. Always, yeah. always, always. You rolled okay. your ankle and still didn't break a prop. Man, you got lucky. I <laughs> Well, how, you know, well, but that's I mean, what I do. I'll either go forward or I'll spin around and go down on my knees. I just, I, I have a fear of breaking a prop. I always have, so I just don't, I don't go that way. <laughs> well, thirty-one years of not of flying and not breaking a prop. I'm, I'm, that's pretty good. Yeah, I have replaced them just because they're worn out. But wow, there you go, uh, replacing yeah, props because they wear out. Hum- yeah. Okay, guys, if you're in the super chat still. Have you ever replaced a uh, a prop just because it wore out? <laughs> because you were worried it was going to break. <laughs> I have not. That's pretty cool. So let He's me know. Like, I'm changing it before it breaks. That that. How, yeah, because you have that out spot a prop that the exhaust hits all the time, you know, and and you it starts to change color and it starts flaking a little bit. I've had e props where they I put so many hours on them that they they start breaking down in a certain spot. I'm like, I think it's just going to go one of these days. How many hours do you normally fly? Um, uh, I guess a year. What is your yearly um, flight hours? About-ish. I don't know. I mean, Gaggle probably... I I log most of my flights on Gaggle, so it's... Gaggle's probably got 80% of my flights. And... Let's see... That's interesting. Um, Steve. Uh, I'm Sometimes, and he's got me in the beta on Gaggle, so it's I get updates all the time, and sometimes it doesn't work right, But um, and I'm trying to get the watch version to work because that would be really cool. Um, but. Got it. <laughs> what's that? You got the watch version of Gaggle, Butch? Mm-hmm. And really and it works yeah i mean i wish it worked better but right. um, yeah so hours this year right now it says i'm at 68 i've had 128 flights this year six flights this month 
and it's been eight days since I flew last. I haven't tried Gaggle on my watch. It's on there. I just haven't tried it yet. Usually when you open Gaggle on your watch, it'll say, now open the app on your phone. Yeah, exactly. Okay. (laughs) I was trying to avoid that. On my phone, I'm going to use my phone. (laughs) But yeah, I would say probably, you know, 100 to 150 hours a year, if I had to guess. Really? And you wear out your props in 150 hours a year? Is it because I, you 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 go through a lot of like sand or dirt or something like that? No, I think the the only reason I've really changed them to date is because of that spot where the exhaust where it goes it gets hit by the exhaust going around. Yeah, and the carbon fiber starts to wear. I've had them actually get to the point where they're flaking, and at that point, I just I just go ahead and swap them out. What do you do with your um, the ones that you swap out? Do you make a ceiling fan, or what do you do with those? Um, I have a couple where I just they're they're sitting in the garage. I haven't done anything with them, but it would be cool just to make like a a really cool ceiling fan or some wall art or something. There you go. Wall hang art them on art. the wall. Start a collection. I think a lot. Of people I'm, running a, I'm using a vortex aero prop. Which I actually like. It's been I like my Vortex Aeroprop. It's like a it's it's between a Helix and an EPROP. I mean it spins up quick, it's super duper light, but it's thick like an EPROP, lots of thrust. And uh, yeah, I really like it. It it sounds better too. It does. It sounds like a sounds like an airplane. Um anybody yeah. out there that uh, has the Vortex Aero um prop and do you like it because i think it sounds like a freaking airplane plus it has different bolt patterns so you can put got a on- deeper sound to it yeah it's pretty cool but it doesn't uh there you go, doesn't, it's not breaking <laughs> it's not breaking down as fast as the e-prop yeah mine just wore out i don't know what I, I, maybe i should have changed it earlier <laughs> yeah you flew that one too long <laughs> send that to rick simmons here if this wasn't right a 140 up. it wouldn't hit the ground Oh, that's the, oh, you broke a 140? Yeah, this is a 140 prop. This is this is my original prop. Um, I'm on the second one now, but or third. Has actually. anybody fixed a prop that was that broken and continued to fly it? 100. percent Rick Simmons. Um, does, you can find huh? him on Facebook, Rick Simmons Prop Repair, and not only will he fix that, but he will um puts a, what is that? What's that? He balances it. And make vinyl around it too. Yeah, and vinyl wrap, whatever whatever oh. color that you want. Um, Butch has a couple of those because uh, it gets nicked or something. It's like, yeah, just send it in. He'll balance it, put uh, different colors on it. He'll vinyl wrap it. It's better than prop tape. It's better <laughs> than a new one. And it's much <laughs> better. Yeah, it smoothed out the say. engine. Huh. Yeah, if you have a bumpy prop. You know, it feels like it's kind of off balance. Just send it to him, and it's it's amazing what he'll do. It, it's like a no, it's like a brand new one. Actually, it's better than a new one. Um, I put a brand new one on my motor one time, and it was like really, I don't know, felt like there was a lot of vibration. So I uh, sent it to Rick, and when he when I got it back, it was just absolutely amazing. I don't like the different colors. I like the black, just just the black, and uh, it was it was beautiful. So are some props heavier than others then? Or are they all different? Uh, uh, how different. do you know what size 
I probably already asked this before, but we haven't talked about props too much. How do you know what, um, you know, what size prop to get for, for your, uh, for your paramotor? Usually it's, your, it's usually it's your cage size that allows you up to a certain size and then yeah, you can maybe. go smaller if you want to. But um, usually if your cage allows the 130 or 135 to do it and then Scuba has the 140 prop because his is a factory R that allows a 140 prop, right, Scuba? Yeah, and then there's also gear reduction. There's two different gear reductions that the, the, it changes everything too. So you got to make sure you get the right size prop and the right gear reduction. I can get a 135 prop, you know, I, already, I can go up to 140, but I can go down to a smaller prop, but I got to keep the same gear reduction so that the prop don't spin at the wrong speed and just do nothing pretty much. Oh, okay. So, you got, so, the, so the prop has different pitches, right? Mm -hmm. So depending on your gear reduction, you'll have a different uh, pitch on your prop. Oh. So on, on his, you got a, what, a 2.87? 2.87, there you go. And then on a regular Moster, it's uh, 2.68, which is a, it's normal. for Kind of uh, like a stealing fan blade that you call the pitch thing, right? Very good. There you go. That's it. That's what I think of because you know how they're, yeah, you don't have a ceiling fan blade that's just flat, right? They all yeah, have It wouldn't push any air. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just spin. Yeah. Spins one way, pushes down. The other way, it comes up for for winter blows the or takes the uh um the the hot air that's up there pushes it up and brings it back down around your walls pretty cool yeah so you don't want to go too heavy or too light on those props then no we With... have well there's wooden props which are heavier oh. um okay and the difference in price though okay so the reason why you'd have a wooden prop is if you i guess are in a place that there's lots of sandblast, right? So on the beach would be good. If mm, you, okay. if you uh, uh, own a school and you have a lot of students, right? So that will take a lot more abuse. However, it's heavier. Um, it spins up a little bit slower. Everybody it would? Yeah, every, yeah, everybody likes to carbon fiber. It's a lot lighter, but it's not very forgiving. Um, you hit something and it'll go. Um, exhaust, right, Joe? Exhaust will wear it down. That's where oh. I get all my wear. Yeah. Oh, that's where okay. Arrow has a 140. How much? What's that? Is, is he talking about how much for the prop? The Vortex Arrow has 140. How much? I don't know if he's talking about the prop. The props are usually about 320 bucks. So, size, oh. yeah. Just for one? that I got yes. was one, or the 125 for one prop? was like. <laughs> Yes, don't break a prop there, Paramount. They're, they're not cheap. $300 for one prop. They well, they go up a lot more than that. Like you get a three blade, you're talking about seven to eight hundred dollars for a three and four blade. Yeah. Wow. Man, mm -hmm. I'm glad I don't buy ceiling fans that way. Jeez, <laughs> no if I could put a ceiling, ceiling fan on the back and it would work, I'd try it, but I'd no. Dang right. <laughs> Probably <laughs> could, but man, those things would go phew, phew all over it the place. It would sling that. It would just bust into a million pieces right when you hit the gas the first time. Mm -hmm. oh and God. Joe, so what, what size prop do you have? Just a one twenty-five. Twenty-five. Okay. I would like to mess around with that stuff a little bit, though. See if I can go a little further distance. 
So you only can use up to how many props? Um, like three, three props, four props. But it you're depends on the, the size of the I'm, page. You're talking about how many blades or the size? Yeah, the blades. Yeah. So I've seen. Well, no, I, I guess normally you have a two blade. There's three blade and four blade. The three blade has a weird harmonic sometimes. It goes womp, 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 womp. So you go from two to four and you don't have that weird harmonics. Um, but I've seen some, I don't know if they're real or not, that have a lot more than four. But I don't know if they're real, if they're if they're you know just um, photoshopped. But I've seen some hmm. out there on the internet. Um, have you guys seen anything more than four four blades? Yeah, I don't know if it's real either. I've seen some that just look like a whole bunch of spokes and it's like uh, yeah. is that real <laughs> i know right it's like does it make a difference in the speed then the more the more props or blades you have on on your no. cage or that doesn't that, see that's the whole thing it's not really going to change your speed in the air depending on whether you have a 130 oh. prop 140 you're still your glider is going to go your glider speed you're not going to be like Oh, I got a okay. big badass motor. It's gonna push me twenty miles an hour faster. No, it doesn't work. Make that the way. motor work harder and burn more fuel. Yeah, that, there you go. Oh, oh, the more the more uh, blades you have, it makes the. It makes you'll the, get you'll get lift faster, but it's oh. not gonna make you go oh. forward faster. It, it all, the only thing, like when the one forty prop, when I hit the gas, I take off like a rocket. You know, like where the Adam eighty it has a, a slower climb. But so, they both do the same thing, just yeah. one's a little faster at climbing than the other, but not speed going forward-wise. That's that's all in the wing. Yeah, Linda, um, and for those of you out there that don't know, um, on a paramotor, the throttle and the speed that you get off your motor is only altitude. That's all you get. Uh, you have to change your angle of attack on your wing to go faster. And of course, because we are ultralights under FAR 103, we can't go more than 55 knots, which is about 64 miles an hour. And if it does go faster than that, then you are outside the range of the FAR 103, which means that you're illegal flying something that fast. So you can only go so fast anyway. So you got to be careful on those crazy downwind flights. <laughs> True. Yeah. Or gaggle says I'm doing 70. What? What? <laughs> wow. Yeah, you you gotta be careful with those downwind flights. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you got those trims out pushing speed bar with the wind. Yeah, you can catch some. You can cruise. Speed. You can cruise, absolutely. But it, still, we're talking about airspeed, Linda. Airspeed, we can only mm -hmm. do 55 knots. Ground speed, however, if we have a if we're doing 50 miles an hour, right? Airspeed, but we have a 50 mile an hour tailwind we're doing 100 miles an hour ground speed but our airspeed is still 50 so we can only do airspeed but we can also see your ground tracking which is could be a lot faster so when he said 70 miles an hour that's our airspeed plus the tailwind and that's okay. your ground tracking or your ground speed and it's always fun to see that ground whipping there's so by. much to learn oh my gosh so airspeed and see, I'm learning some tonight now. Again, airspeed and ground speed. What the difference? All right, so here, so here we go. Really easy to remember or understand on okay. this on this little um, analogy. Imagine yeah. you're in a boat, right, and yeah. it's crystal clear, and your okay. boat does 20 miles an hour, right? Yeah. If we're mm -hmm. going and and the river is going 20 miles an hour, 
So if I'm going downstream 20 miles an hour, I look on the shore and I'm doing 40 miles an hour. If I turn the boat around, the I'm going zero miles an hour on the shore comparatively, but I'm still doing 20 miles an hour in the water. Does that make sense? I think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't, have, don't tell me to repeat that, but so. um, yeah. Look, yeah. We've covered yeah. a lot tonight. Yeah, we have. We have. And it's uh, 8.20 already. That's a lot more than an hour. We did talk about <laughs> we're going to try to do an hour, but we usually end up doing a little bit more than an hour. I don't know why. It's just so fun talking about paramotors oh. and, and paramotor things. Because somebody keeps asking questions. I don't know who that is. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's good that we have you, Linda, because you well, know, this, thank you. This, this thank podcast... You. Somebody could hear this podcast because it's not only this live show, but then we put it out there uh, on audio. So we strip out the audio, put it out there under PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, Clearprop TV, and also Paratalk.org, right? So you can find us everywhere on Amazon, on Spotify, any any of your favorite podcasting apps, you'll find this show. So if somebody's listening to the show and they haven't flown, you asking these questions help us um to bring it down to where people that are listening to the show can understand i mean just like you said you didn't know what lz was when you first started watching now you know right. what LZ is yeah, you're right. right i remember uh, yeah i would take notes because i i was le- trying to learn all the lingo and i didn't want to look silly you know trying to ask like what's it what'd you say what's that mean so i, right. I started really paying attention and writing things down and now yeah now you know sometimes i call robert and have conversation with uh he's always like wow mom look at you so, okay just like just like tonight so tonight we yeah. talked about ppg and ppc so you should know the difference what's what's ppc oh gosh powered ah uh, paramount power, is it powered powered parachute uh, pa- powered parachute right that's there ppc mm-hmm. and then what's ppg and then ppg is uh Powered parachute. Powered um, paraglider. Glider, yes. Right. Oh, yes. So, so Robert flies paragliders. Yes. Right. So he that's yes. where you go off the mountain and you and you free fly. Right. So if we add power to it, now we're powered paragliders. So a lot of people ask the question, "Well, what happens if your motor goes out?" Well, instead of being a powered paraglider, we just become a regular paraglider. Yeah. So you ah, got PG. Good. Yeah. PG is power is paragliding, PPG is powered paragliding, PPC powered parachute. Got it. Dang. All the P's, all the P's. Yeah, that's why I get. Yeah, it gets confusing. It's like, yeah, and I I I know the terminology. You know, uh, free flight or, you know, learn all the things. Free flight or foot launch. You know, and people ask you, you know, foot launch, and that that means you're running. That's the running across the field and Just keep running, jump in the seat kind of kind of guy, you know. Run for us, run. Run for us, run. I'm more of like just set me down on the trike in that pretty little seat there. And yeah, yeah. See what yeah, just set me down on that trike and uh, you know, get me Bush off. got spoiled on the trike, let me tell you. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm beat up, man. <laughs> beat up and, for uh, what? <laughs> I'm ready to go, oh, man. How are you beat up? Oh, from working. Uh, well, 
I got run over by a car, had a mobile home take, you know, top of my truck off, uh, had several motorcycle wrecks, two shared of vertebrae, back's been broke a few times. Uh, I can so, see yeah. where he gets pulled on the trike. So, <laughs> he's, he's, he ha- he likes the trike part, but he does foot launch. And, and Joe, you like the foot launch because you can always do your PPC if you wanted to. But why do that when you can foot launch? Foot launch is great, and especially flying in and out of tight spaces. I really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> Why do they, excuse me, I'm sorry. Why do they tell you not to sit down right away? When you, what, what, what flying is that then? Like, well, Robert has that. Um, what's it called that they, you put your feet inside it? I, I forgot the name of it now. If you, if you sit down too quick, basically, if you go to launch and you're foot launching and you sit down too quick, when you're running, your weight is on the ground. So your wing is going to start to lift you. But if you jump in your seat, then you're adding all that weight to the glider. You will come right back down into the ground. Ah, okay. So if you jump in too quick, it's a high possibility that you will go, right, because I I did it, I know. (laughs) So you got to get high and how, like, how do you know when you know it's time to sit down? It's safe just to leave your feet feet or more in the air. Well, off the ground. Okay. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. A lot of us are guilty of jumping in our seats too early, but yeah. Yeah, yeah leave your feet down because after you eat a bunch of turkey and you're up to 250 pounds, the scramble <laughs> here kind of fly an Adam 80. You go up a little bit and you come down. You go up a little bit and you come down. You go up. So grandpa got to lose some weight so he can keep on flying his 80. <laughs> I, I think tripes are, they're so much fun. I think it's it's really, I'm telling you, it's really a rush. I feel like I'm sitting like in a go-kart when you first take off and you're going across the field and you're going so fast. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, you're up in the air and it's just like, man. Well, that trike you're riding on has got, it. he probably has a Cosmo 300 on there. That thing's got a lot of power. So yeah, it'll scoot across the ground real fast. Oh my gosh. Just barely hitting the gas. That thing takes off. Yeah. (laughs) I know the last time when I, when I flew this past summer, I, I started getting braver and I'm like, let's do, you know, let's do a, let's do a touch and go or let's do a flyby, you know? So, so we did. And uh, yeah, as we're flying by, I'm all yelling and screaming at everybody. So poor Eric. Yeah. He probably couldn't hear for the last, for the whole rest of the the week. Right. For me yelling in his ear the whole time. Yeah. Joe, when you fly your PPC, how fast do you go on the ground before you take off? Yeah, Joe. <laughs> mm, probably 25, 20. Oh, 25. that's all? Yeah, max speed on those was 30 to 35. Okay. So you got the big motor, but you still go slow on the ground and still so slow. slow in the air. It's very, very uh, old style wing. The, the power parachute takes a longer distance to take off, right, than it does on a paramotor? Yeah, without the wind. I mean, if, if you've got a nice headwind, you can get off the ground pretty quick. Okay. But, yeah, they, they don't move fast. Oh, how, why did I think the power parachute and the paramotor were the same, one the same? See, now I'm going to have to research again because I, uh, I see it on the paramotor page, you know, everybody. Well, you see the the gliders that we have are really long. Yeah. The power parachute looks like a little square. Looks like a parachute. Uh, they're much like a skydiving smaller. parachute. 
Yeah, pretty much skydiving. And that's what you fly, Joe. You fly the powered parachute. That's I used to. I now I'm all, I'm just uh, PPG now. Okay. I have been for quite some time. Yeah, I fly the the paragliders, which are just that's just a, it's a night and day difference. I mean, you can you can glide around so nice on on these new gliders, and a long time. Well, I got a question the... real quick too. When yeah, you're flying ahead. your PPCs, um, was it unnumbered or did you fly under um, 103 or did you have to get the sports pilot license? Um, no, it was not. They, they didn't have any of those uh, requirements then. And for the single place, there was no, yeah, there were no end numbers or sport license requirements. When I no was matter there. what the weight was, right? Interesting. Oh, that was added later. Hmm. The good old days. Kevin, uh, you went and tried to um, taxi, power taxi with a trike. A big heavy trike. It's a trike that we can use for um, PPG or PPC because we got the foot pedals too for the wing. Um, oh. Kevin tried to do the um, the kiting. Tell us about that real quick. Uh, it's a lot different than foot launch. Um, it uh, it's interesting. Uh, that little trike will scoot pretty fast across the ground. Until you hit a big pothole. Well, I don't even think it's a pothole, gopher hole, or something. But uh, uh, it was it was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, want to do some more of it, but I want to get a little more proficient in the foot launch first. So, yeah. So he did really well keeping that wing above his head first time on the cart. So that was pretty cool. So, paramotor props to you, buddy. Thank you. Awesome. Well, it is 8.30. Um, do you want to continue or are we ready to wrap it up and head on back in where it's nice and warm and go to bed? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking because I'm still trying to wear off some of this Thanksgiving belly I just acquired. Oh my yeah, God. I can't believe how much I gained over the last couple of months, man. It always starts with uh, with um, Halloween and then it just keeps on going all the way to uh -huh. There you go. And now we're past yeah, you got a ton of food at your house. Mm -hmm. And we got a deer too. Oh dear. So we got lots of deer roast. Actually, we got a deer roast that we need to go eat. Yep. You, yeah. Really? You mm -hmm. you went hunt. When'd you go hunting? Oh, I don't go hunting. I get the spoils of hunters that give me the meat. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say we found one on the road while we was coming home. <laughs> we spotted it while we were flying, came down and foot dragged it, grabbed it. I'm like, how would you do that? I found a deer. <laughs> Butch comes home with a quad. Oh. Look at this. <laughs> yeah. Grab a sawzall, buddy. <laughs> Venison meat is so good. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Kevin, come on over, buddy. We got some uh, some some deer meat. In the, in if the I could make the three-hour drive, I would. All right. <laughs> hey, you only got like a week or so, and then you'll be out there again, and hopefully back up in the air. Because I know you need uh, that that fix, man. You got to have that fix again. <laughs> I hope so. I hope yeah. so. Yeah. Every every morning and night, um, we went up. I, I went up to uh, to check it because it was beautiful down on the ground, and it's so deceiving when you go up um, and uh, winds aloft and it's like a washing machine. I take off, I get up there also there's lift and there's sink is moving me left to right. My wings doing all this. Wow. And they're like, I don't want to go up. And I'm like, this is so cool. It's amusement park. For free. 
Man, my bump tolerance is way up there, and it, I, that just is fun to me. It's just fun bumping all around. It's like, look at that wing. It's, there it is. Whoa, where'd it go? It's over there. There it is. Um, I'm not sure why I enjoy that so much, but I do. I do too, man. It's so fun. Well, you know, uh, no, it, it's one of those things that you feel secure in your machine. Just like you said, Joe, you you used to go all the way up on towers, big towers to change off the light bulbs, right? You will not catch me doing that. You won't catch me on the house or ladder or tree. Right, Butch? Nope. I don't do that. I don't. Nope. Um, but I will fly up there and fly around you while you're doing it without yeah. feeling any problems. Yeah. So yeah, me, I am afraid of heights, but I will fly up, you know, and not feel anything in a paramotor because you feel so secure. Yep. Makes it easy to do midday flying and late morning and stuff. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I don't like waiting till there's no wind. I like a little bit of wind. <laughs> you and me both. Absolutely. So build up that bump tolerance and get up there and bounce around and have fun. It's like going to Six Flags for free. <laughs> it is. There you go. Especially there when you're you doing wingovers. <laughs> how good are you at wingovers? How 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 much uh, wingovers do you do? Can you see your shadow on the wing yet? I, I have. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's some good wingovers then. Wow, you are a daredevil. <laughs> yep, when you look up at your wing and you see uh, the trees and your shadow and you look down and you see the yes. sun, that's a great wing over. <laughs> You'll have no problem doing the SIV, Joe. It'll be a piece of cake for you. You'd be like, I'll oh, be I to experience that, though. It'd be fun. I would like that. Everyone's got to try it. Just Not me personally, but everyone's got to try it just once, you know. It, yeah, it does, I want to throw a reserve over water, too. It's it really is amazing. Plus, you know, you can uh, you know go a little bit further than what you feel comfortable with your motor and you know being over land because you know that if you mess up, you just throw a reserve float down into some nice soft water with gators. It's great, you know. It's with gators. <laughs> gators will help you out. They'll come yeah. along for you. Give you a ride back to shore. <laughs> I just want to go so I can say I went and done done. You know, and there's a lot that I want to do and learn on it. Yeah. You will. Look how, look at you now, man, super fly. You're like super butch fly now. Not butch fly, but super butch fly. <laughs> okay. As long as you're not hugging trees, we're all good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, being a tree hugger is a good thing sometimes. Yeah. 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 You don't want to fly a trike into a tree. I'd rather be full. No. <laughs> no. Just do that. No. No. I'd much rather have my legs and feet ready to hug that tree. Right. I don't want to be <laughs> like the other guy that did it in North Carolina and not even bother to grab anything. He just went straight down. I was reaching out, grabbing everything that went by. Hoping that wing is going to snag and leave you hanging before you hit the ground. <laughs> yeah. Were, no. you, were you like yelling like Tarzan when you were going through the trees? So, ah. <laughs> No, no, it was more you know, S words and other things. <laughs> you had to cut out oh. a lot of stuff to be able to put that on the internet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as soon as all I, all those, it, I all realized those blank, I started cussing. Yeah, all, all that, uh, all the um, part of the the video where there's no noise, we just. <laughs> I think that's what happened with the guy. You know, Butch. It's just, you know, Butch, and then you got the wing. So his wing got caught, and he was able to grab the tree. The guy that was on the trike, you got to think his wing caught the canopy, 
but all the way to that trike pulled down and it snatched the wing off. Then he went on down and hit the ground in that trike. Mm. That's, that's painful. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, you don't want to hit the tree with a trike for no. sure. No yeah. altitude is your friend really, you know, just especially with a trike um, or a quad get up there and stay your thousand feet. You can see everything. Um, you got plenty of room to, uh, to come down if they're, if you got a motor out, I mean, a thousand feet is great. You're, you're not making any noise for neighbors the people looking up, they can still see and hear you, but not that much. I mean, it's a, it's a great altitude about a thousand feet. Um, plus if you need to, you got plenty of room to throw a reserve, which I still, to this day, I haven't thrown a reserve under emergency. So thank goodness, knock on knock on everything. Right. Those wings nowadays, they want to fly. They don't want to collapse. I mean, they want to fly. You just about have to, I mean, you have to do something catastrophic just about to make them collapse. When you go to your SIV clinic for the first time and you try to pull your A's down, or bees or or whatever it's like there's so much even just doing big ears you're you're it's a lot to pull in your wing and then you gotta hold on to it tight because as soon as you let it go whew, it wants to go and fly so wow. it's um when, when you see people throwing reserves or getting things all twisted up they're usually really advanced pilots on advanced wings and they're going up on purpose to do acro, you know, uh, just us going up and flying around, um, doing a little, you know, a little S turned or maybe a little tiny wing overs or something like that. The chances of anything happening to that is not much, but it's just like, you know, anything you start off with a bike with training wheels, you go nice and slow and then you start hopping curbs and there's like, let's build some ramps and let's go ahead and be evil Knievel type of thing. So it just depends on how far you go. And once you get the bug, you're probably going to get the bug and go and do acro eventually. That's just the normal progression, I think. It is. Once you start building energy on that wing, you want to dive and, you know, mm -hmm. do wing overs. And then it starts feeling like a roller coaster. And like, oh, wow, this is really nope, fun. I'm avoiding that bug. Nope. You will eventually. <laughs> I don't want that bug. I don't you want will that eventually. bug. Don't want it. The, the only the only part of that bug that, you know, is not the best is that you will stretch lines, right? So your glider that you could have for three, four, five, six hundred hours, you're going to be replacing lines at one, two and three hundred hours because you just stretch the heck out of the lines to an acro. So if you guys ever go out and ah, try to find wings, used wings on marketplace, whatever, and the pilot is a really good skilled acro pilot. Even though the canopy is nice and crispy, you could have some stretch lines. So that's something to think about too, is who are you buying the wing from? Are they an acro pilot or are they just a fly ah. nice and steady pilot? Because those hours will make a huge difference. A hundred hours of acro is a lot different than a hundred hours of taking off, flying around the LZ and coming in for a landing. So, huh? See, I learned something again. I never thought of that. Yep, definitely think about that. Absolutely. This was so fun. This is. I really always enjoy Monday night podcast. And Joe, thank you so much for joining us and Joe, us for having me. It was a lot of fun. PPC and the PPG, the difference, um, uh, but just just your your 
all the stuff that you do is amazing, especially being out there and flying for 31 years and uh, all the RC. I think that we all have done RC. I mean, I still got my art, my, my quad, Butch still has his quad. And after flying, they get dusty, very, very dusty. This time of year, they get a lot of use. <laughs> yeah. They they might have to get a little bit of use now because I, I break just my quad out. Where's it at? It's right here somewhere. <laughs> All right. Uh, Thanks, any other guys. questions a lot of in fun. the super chat? Any other questions on the panel before we say goodbye to Joe? No, sir. All right, Joe, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, all of Joe's information is down in the description below. Uh, make sure you go over to his YouTube channel and click subscribe because he went from one subscriber to 15. So if you're listening to this past today, which is November 27th of 2023, and you click that link, I don't even know how many hundreds of millions of people have clicked subscribe, but make sure that you are one of them. Joe, thank you so much for yeah. joining us. Thank Thanks, you, everyone. Joe. Thank you, Joe. Nice talking to you. Absolutely. Well, have a good one, buddy. You're more than welcome to jump on and be part of the panel anytime every yep. Monday night at five uh, at uh, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Make sure you join us here live. Be there or be square. Yeah, make sure you make it out to Torchport in May Absolutely. and meet Eric and Jade yeah. Lear with Northern Lights Paramotors LLC. And uh, they're super duper people. They got me up in the air safely and all that good stuff. So I would totally recommend anybody to go see them if they want to. They want to get up in the air if they want to learn anything or whatever about flying. So. And anyway. don't forget about April 8th next year, where we have that totality that's going to be going across the United States. If you don't fly yet, make sure you learn to fly because that's going to be a really cool day to be taking off and then flying. And then all of a sudden, oh. there's a totality. Ooh, that's going to be so cool. That's right. Forgot about I'm that. Fly up for gauges in March. That comes yep. up for gauges in March. Do you know what day that is? March what? It's March 20-something. I don't know the exact date. Okay. 21st or 24th, I'm guessing. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I went, I got to look at the calendar, the PPG calendar. Mm -hmm. Eric puts out there every, uh, yeah, every year. So yeah. when you get to the, on the PPG calendar and you get to where Torch is, um, you'll see me on there hey, again. Here. I guess right. It is the 21st. Represent. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Joe. Well, have a good one. We are going to say goodbye to the rest of the panel, but absolutely, Joe, this has been uh, a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, wealth of information and keep on flying and fly safe, my friend. Yeah. And we have a spring and fall fly in uh, in Columbia City, um, just uh, just west of Fort Wayne. If anybody's interested, there's a flight of Fort uh, page um, where uh, we promote that. Okay. Um, also, get up with the USPPA um, because they got a page over there too with fly-ins. Have them put it on there. That way, it's yeah, it's, that's right. It's out there a little bit more. Sounds great. All Thanks, right, everyone. Thanks again, buddy. Have a good one, my friend. Oh, appreciate you. yeah. Appreciate you, Doug. Thank that you. Was awesome. Thank you so much. Um, now let's go and say goodbye to everybody here on the panel. We'll start with, uh, I guess, up here in the corner, Butch. Um, Tell us a little bit about your flying, your shenanigans, all the cool stuff you do, and how do we find you on your uh, media? You can find me on 
YouTube at Fly Butch Fly. You can check out uh, ppgbutch.com. Um, I'm everywhere. You can check me out on Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Sounds good. Well, we'll uh, check out your. Don't forget to go over to runintothesky.org and please make a donation to help the veterans give and support those that support you. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Butch. We definitely appreciate you and everything you do for us. He's actually the director of operations now over at Run to the Sky, the nonprofit to help disabled veterans and disabled people uh, learn to fly paramotors. We actually have fabricators that can fabricate paramotors to help with whatever their disability is to make sure that they can get into the air uh, custom, customized. And that's really awesome. All right. We're also going to say goodbye to Miss Linda Anderson from Paramount USA. So thank you very much for joining us. And I hear that you got a famous son that does a podcast on Thursdays. Tell us a little bit about that, yeah. too. Robert Michaels is my famous son. Paraglidingchalk.com on Thursday nights. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be a show this Thursday. Like Scuba says, if he's not barbecuing, we'll probably have, yeah, we'll have a show. He does love to barbecue, though. He does. But yeah, so you can catch him on Thursday, um, Thursday nights. And um, and then uh, we'll get we'll have sorry, Jade, Jade on Wednesday nights. Just want to fly and uh, make sure you catch her show on Wednesday nights. You and find then her at, you find her at paramotorgirl.com. Yes. Thank you. Put throwing that in there. But yes. Thank you so much, Chatters. I so my cat's driving me crazy. Um, I so appreciate you all join us on Monday nights. Um, I just want to say much love and we always have a good time and thank you for all your questions and inputs and all that stuff. So we really appreciate you. So um, if you want to be a guest on the show, just go to uh, paramomusa.com. We'll take you to my Facebook page and just say, I want to be on your show, Paramom. And I'll get you all set up. And that's it. So thank actually you goes, again. Actually goes to her own cool page, which is not her Facebook page anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what you said. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so ParamountUSA.com goes to her own page. My has own all page. Her, so, her own social media links, uh, um, all about her. It's pretty cool. You should check it out going over to ParamountUSA.com. Thank you very have, much, Linda. Yeah, real quick, we have Trevor, Trevor Hart's next monday with 605 paramotor excellent so 605 so, paramotor if you don't know they actually just started a paramotor school and they were featured on the news he's he's really excited about being on the show next week so that is awesome uh, my cat's like pulling on my foot <laughs> on my hood <laughs> anyway um, i'm gonna mute myself here so you can I guess she muted herself. <laughs> yeah. We also got Kevin H. from Mississippi. He's a new pilot, and he wants to do some more uh, foot launch, triking, all that fun stuff. Uh, how you doing, Kevin? And thank you so much for joining us tonight, too, being on the panel. Doing well. I enjoyed it. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Belated Thanksgiving to everybody. Um just learning. I've had one flight, uh, been the past two weekends and, uh, the wind just hadn't cooperated, but, uh, hopefully you'll get a flight in here. Uh, not this weekend, but the following weekend. 
uh, and many more to come. So uh, uh, I'm planning on retiring from my job uh, here May 31st of next year. So maybe that's all I'll do is fly. So uh, um, thank yeah. you. Everybody and think about a, coming over here with a with a camper and just walking out with your cup of coffee and going flying in the morning and retire at an airfield. How horrible would that be? I don't think it'd be horrible at all. I think it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, Kevin, that's going to be great. Your retirement's coming up really soon, so um, that's going to be great. So yep. anyway, thank you so much for being on the panel. Scuba Steve, man. Scuba Steve. Yo! I do a show every Friday night, 8 to 10 Eastern Standard Time. You can go to paramotordude.com, which will take you right over my YouTube channel, or you can look up Scuba Vapes. I'm Scuba Vapes on YouTube, Scuba Vapes on Instagram. Or, you know, just look for me. I'll be around somewhere. But um, thanks to all the pilots out there or all the future pilots we may have in chat. Um, it's definitely a life-changing experience to run into the sky. Absolutely. It really is. Um, and once again, uh, this is a nonprofit podcast. Um, we transferred over to runintothesky.org. And run to the sky.org, like I said, helps disabled veterans, disabled people uh, learn to fly and even have adaptive flying machines. So uh, if you are, if you're interested, check out run to the sky.org. And Butch Fly is the director of operations over there. So he's always over there doing something. He's not um, if he's not in a tree, he's he's flying around for sure. <laughs> One time, <laughs> poor guy. Oh, well. Get back down here and answer the damn phone. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, that number is 501-548-9676. If anybody wants to call or you know somebody you want to, you know, make a candidate. There you go. Give me a call. Absolutely. What was the phone number again for people that are listening to this and they're driving nice and slow? Nice and slow. 501-548-9676. Now you're going to get a bunch of spam in your text. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. That's all right. I get the same thing. I put my phone number out there. Uh, also, too, we also run uh, Paramotor Arkansas, which is actually the flight school that trains the disabled vets. So we do that free for the nonprofit. Um, so, you know, help us out for everybody that comes through paramotorarkansas.com. Uh, you help another vet go through training absolutely free. So thank you so much, guys. And uh, for anybody out there that needs any paramotor equipment, check out paramotorarkansas.com. We'll get you hooked up with anything you need. Absolutely. Well, Anything else, anybody? Well, you can always find me. My name is Sean Simons. You always find me at ppggrandpa.com. Obviously, I'm over at paramotorarkansas.com. Run to the sky.org. You can always listen to us at paratalk.org. Find us everywhere on the internet and your favorite podcasting apps. Just search for PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast. This is season four, episode 197. Believe it or not, in just a couple more podcasts, we're going to be season five already. I cannot see us stopping anytime soon. So join us here every Monday night, clearproptv.com. Peace right. out, my friends, and fly Peace. safe. Woo. All right, see y'all. Love you guys.
Later. Bye. Oh, I got to do my hearts. hearts. See you Friday, Scuba. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> my heart is okay. not working. <laughs> oh.